Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. The Buffalo Bills. I love you guys. Love you, John. The Buffalo Bills beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 31-17 on Monday night in Orchard Park to advance to the divisional round of the playoffs and face the Kansas City Chiefs next week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Bills fan podcast. I am your host, Nate. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We are going to discuss this Bills victory in depth. We're going to discuss uh, the Bills offense, Josh Allen. We're going to talk about the Bills defense standing up today, even though they were riddled with injuries. We're going to go over all the injuries as well. A lot of fun things to talk about, but the Bills got out of the first round with a win. They will face the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time in the postseason in Buffalo in probably 30 years, or I don't know how long it's been. It's been a while, but the Bills are going to play the Chiefs in Buffalo for once, so we're all excited about that. But first, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at DeLago. If you're in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor and check out the DeLago Resort and Casino on exit 40, off Exit 41. Off Route 90 in Waterloo, New York. I'm joined by my co-hosts, John and Mike, to discuss this tremendous, amazing uh, Buffalo Bills win. Um, it's not all 100% positives, of course, because we're going to talk about the injuries. But uh, how are you guys feeling? Uh, just emotions. We just got done watching the game, and we're talking about are you guys still still riding a high or or what? Go Bills. John, you're you're feeling you're Super Bowls, John, right? Yeah, I I'm, I'm always Super Bowls, John, until they lose. But uh, they've they've had a great run. Everything's looked great. Uh, the only concern is the injuries, obviously, on defense. Uh, Bernard being out, uh, Milano's direct replacement is not good. Um, you know, you're you're seeing a lot of AJ Klein today, Kyrie Elam, Cam Lewis, and uh, I know AJ Klein actually had a decent game and. Kerry Elam had his moments, but you don't want to see that, you know, a lot getting those three players necessarily getting a lot of snaps. Uh, well, let's let's John, let's unless you want to add more to that. Can we run down the injuries then? Just yeah, so people... yeah. My my only my only other thought was that the offense still. I mean, outside of Gabe Davis not playing today, is hasn't had very many injuries at all to speak of. So they need to step up and and be the offense that they they've been in the past and um that they've shown flashes of this year i mean obviously i mean josh allen's a touchdown leader for the year and he's amazing but they just need to limit the mistakes like they did today they haven't had many penalties at all throughout the year um they didn't they limited the turnovers today that needs to continue throughout the run if they want to have success that was huge too i mean just the fact that they got two turnovers and they limited their own turnovers 100 percent. mike yourself feeling Pretty, pretty, pretty good after the win. 
I'm really excited about the results and just win and move on. That's what we say this time of year, um, especially seeing some scores around the league and how the fans reacted, right? Like the Cowboys just losing to the Packers, just it, it seems like uni- uniformly had a meltdown. <laughs> uh, Dak isn't the answer. We got to fire the coach. We got like, and the Dolphins just fan base in shambles. So I hate to think. If if we lost this game, I don't know where we have to end up for it to be a successful season. It, it it almost feels like I know you said in the past, like we're playing with house money because of the injuries. I feel like because of the injuries to other teams, with Burrow being out, like like the 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 way to the Super Bowl is wide open for the Bills. Um, and I'm very excited to get this game behind us. I wish there were a couple of things the Bills could have done better to really put this game away. Now that it's over. It was a great experience because the Bills won decidedly, and it was a game all the way to the end. It wasn't 50 to zero, and we can go turn the TV off and do something. It was like an exciting game, front to finish, but you didn't feel like you were going to have a heart attack. It was perfect. <laughs> but uh, I thought, particularly going into the half, the Bills could have done a much better job when they're up 21 to zero, right? Just run the ball, kick the field. Like the couple, like we can get into it, but. Um, I'm excited to finally get Kansas City coming to Buffalo uh, to, to lose them in the 2020 season, the 2021 season. I think it will exercise the demons for us as a fan. But like to me, Kansas City is the team to beat. So I'm excited they're coming to Buffalo next week. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there are a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez, I mean, there's just like <laughs> I feel like that. That's my it. thoughts, man. <laughs> just had to get it. Just had to spew them all out just right at once. <laughs> no, no. There was. There's a lot of things I couldn't keep up with all of them. But no, there was. I think you brought up a lot of good points, and I'm going to start with the KC thing real quick because uh, I guess I kind of had the feeling you said, "What does this season mean for success?" And obviously, the Super Bowl is a goal. Like I think we can both agree. We can all all agree that the Super Bowl is a goal. Winning the Super Bowl is the only thing that matters. But I will say winning against KC in the postseason is a step that they haven't gotten to before, right? Like they just, they haven't been able to get over that hurdle. Them getting over that hurdle to the AFC championship game on the way to the AFC championship game would be big, whether that's against the Ravens or the Texans, whatever. Uh, I think to get that monkey off their back, I think is a win. It's not going to feel good in going into the offseason. Well, luckily they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll still be upset that they didn't make the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, right? Like we always are. But I think that can go. That can go part of it. I think that can help out. Now, what John was saying about the injuries stacked up. So, so the injuries before the game, before we even started today's game, was Tyrell Dodson, which John mentioned, Gabriel Davis on the offense, uh, Razul Douglas was out today, cornerback Razul Douglas, safety Taylor Rapp was out today. I'm missing someone. I think that's those, are the, those are the main ones. They, um, Kingsley Jonathan, Alec Baldwin, and. Uh... Alec Anderson, sorry, and I like Baldwin. <laughs> Alec Anderson and um, I can't remember the last name, but though, yeah, you got the main four. And then through today, then we lost Christian Benford, the other starting cornerback. Uh, we lost Taron Johnson at one point, nickel cornerback. We lost uh, Terrell Bernard, which was a huge loss today. And then we lost Balen Spector, <laughs> the backup to the backup of Milano. So. Dodson was out. Spectre was in. Then Spectre went out. Hopefully, it's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mention what banged up Bill said on the on his Twitter feed. So I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, who else? Who else am I missing, John? I know I'm missing someone else. Uh, did you say Taron Johnson? 
Yes, I said Taron Johnson. Um, so, I mean, at one point, Kevin Masari on uh, on Twitter brought up a, go- book, a good point. The Bills were on with Kyrie Elam and Dane Jackson starting. They're on their CB5 and CB6 and CB7 because Cam Lewis was starting also. <laughs> he had to because Taron Johnson went yeah. out. Yeah, I was uh, we're watching the game and I actually commented I was like uh I'm kind of ha- having a hard time keeping track of who's who's injured and like what string guy is in and and all that. Cuz AJ Klein was in, but he was only supposed to be a practice call backup and you know in, in case something like this happened, <laughs> he wasn't supposed to start. Right. And even Spectre is just a, you know supposed to be just special teams mostly and yeah. Yeah, so lots of lots of injuries there. Connor McGovern went out, but then he came back in. So the offense luckily seemed to go pretty unscathed. We'll see if we get Gabe Davis back next year and or next week. But you know, I guess my point in saying all these injuries is it's to me it takes a little bit of the luster off of this win. If you could, like a playoff win is always amazing. And I I try not to ever take that for granted because we lived through a time when I mean, how long was it that the Bills didn't win a playoff game? It was like 25 years. That was longer than the drought, obviously. Like, right? 25 years, something like that, where the Bills finally won one. So I don't take that for granted. But like I said, it takes a little bit of the shine off that win, knowing that they might go into Casey and they might be missing some guys. But at the end of the day, you guys mentioned Josh Allen. Josh Allen is really like a big part of this win. Sure, obviously you have to stop parts of Patrick Mahomes or, or at least make it tough for him. But in the end, we go as far as Josh Allen goes, right? For the most part. I mean, maybe we can get in one game between the Super Bowl of the three that the defense really shows up and maybe helps out, but it really goes as far as Josh Allen. If Josh Allen can only score 10 points, we're not going to win the game. Like that, if Josh Allen scores 40 points, we're probably going to win the game. So, um, and I thought he had a great game today. I mean, it wasn't spectacular stat wise, but I mean, it was pretty damn good. I mean, he still had 200 and... Over 280 total yards, three touchdowns, no picks. It's pretty good. Yeah. 21 yeah, and 30. And that's without one of his main receivers. He got he got a lot of folks involved. James Cook, looked, I thought, looked pretty good tonight. The run game looked good. Um, I just love I, – I know I, – I just love Joe Brady so much more. I know it's not a dramatically different offense with him, like, schematically, but just this offense just runs so much smoother. Right, I'm trying to think of a good analogy where, like, things are a struggle, a struggle, and then you change one thing, and all of a sudden it's just, oh, that's what I should have done the whole time, right? Do you guys notice a little bit more play action today? That was nice to see. Oh, I did notice a little bit of play action. Now you must be listening to the podcast on, under center, and then like uh, play action on top. Like, w- what's going on? I mean, sure, there was a lot of shotgun play still, but yeah, I like them changing it up. I love it. Yeah, I like, I liked. Uh, I wish they threw in a little bit more, a little, maybe a trick play or two for some reason, or maybe like a, a jet sweep or something a little bit different that the bit like, you know, Deontay Hardy would be perfect for a jet sweep. You know what I mean? Like, like scheme it so that you can get it. I don't know. There's, a, there's, I, saving that, there's, there's more to that do for next week. I guess. The Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That sounds good. And then they got to save a little bit for the Ravens and a little bit for the 49ers. <laughs> 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 the 49ers yeah yeah it was amazing that like you guys were talking about the cow mike was talking about the cowboys fan base being in shambles the dolphins fan base i mean now the dolphins luckily since the lions won their first playoff game in what 32 or 33 years or something now the dolphins have the longest active postseason losing streak so that's kind of cool from our standpoint and you should have seen their fan base over twitter i mean they were just cannibalizing each other it was kind of fun to watch to be honest 
it was nice to yeah. see them. Yeah, I, I mean, I got a my, my uh, group at work, I got a Dolphins fan and Cowboys fan. It's been a great weekend so far. <laughs> You're the only one still in it. <laughs> they'll jump in. They'll jump in when we if we if we end up losing. And they'll be like, oh, good. Be like, well, we got further than you did. <laughs> we actually won one in the last 25 years, so that's all right. Yeah, I mean the Cowboys. <sighs> what is that team, man? I don't. I don't get it. I thought they were supposed to be good at home. They're supposed to be a good home team. <laughs> so, if you want to see the highs and the lows of what your franchise can be, you witnessed it this weekend. You know, the highs being maybe like the Packers and the Texans, and the lows being you know the Cowboys and the Dolphins. So, yeah. And not but, only that, the Co- Co- Dolphins fans are thinking Tua might not even be the guy. Like they want to hit the reset button. Some of them do, which I don't necessarily blame yeah. them. <sighs> Yeah, I might, that might be too too quick for the Dolphins. Uh, Cowboys definitely needed a, a big change. Uh, Miami's still, I think, they're still a young, decent team. And they got a good coach. I mean, they got a really good coach, only in the fact that, like, I don't love the guy, but, like, he almost beat the Bills last year with Skylar Thompson. So, I mean, maybe you give him someone different. I think he's he's most of the reason why Tua is as good as he is. Not necessarily that Tua's amazing, but that he's a really good coach and Tua's also good. Not great, but good. Mike, that's your second favorite quarterback. You have anything to say about Tua? What do you mean, second favorite quarterback? Mike loves Tua. You know this, right? No, you don't know that. Second favorite? It's, it's, he's. It might. It no. might be one B. He is prone hyperbole because when he kept getting injured, I defended him by saying, "You got to see what he can do on the field." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, it was more like he's a really good quarterback. I like Tua. I'm, I could. I could pull up the podcast episode where you're like, I like Tua a lot. Pull it up. Well, I can't right now. I don't. Oh, okay. I'd have to. I'd have to take me a couple hours, and I'm not that petty. <laughs> you just have to trust me. He said. <laughs> I am pretty petty, but so Mike, who is your second I think, quarterback? <laughs> I think um, it's just really interesting how everybody's a prisoner of the moment. That's why I'm so glad the Bills won because I think we're not unique, right? If you look at these, as Nate said, like you're looking at the other fan bases. Across the board, people are like, okay, we got to move on from this coach. This GM sucks. We This quarterback isn't the answer. When the quarterbacks were top five, like statistically, in Prescott and Tua, and it's like people change their perception on a dime, and the sample size is so, so tiny, right? If Prescott doesn't throw that first, that pick six, like the game can unfold completely differently. Just any game um, is, is just a, a that's why it's so exciting. Why everybody loves it. Just one play. So I can't throw a pick six. Yeah. 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 I mean, we're, we're in the middle of the Eagles Buccaneers game, but the, the Eagles are losing 16 to nine. If the Eagles lose, don't you see the same conversation about Jalen hurts when Jalen hurts was considered an MVP candidate at one point. It's wild. And same thing like, Oh, this coach, get him out, get him out. Exactly. They wanted to fire. Where's Harbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a good place to be in. Let me give you some updates on the injuries um, based off our buddy Banged Up Bills. Um, at Banged Up Bills, we've had Kyle on several times. I'm sure we should. Pro- I should probably have him on this week. <laughs> but um, Ian Rappaport said, Bill star linebacker Terrell Bernard, who has emerged as one of their top defenders, has what is believed to be an ankle sprain, source said. X-rays were negative. MRI tomorrow. Of course, we don't know how severe an ankle sprain. It could be four to six weeks. It could be... He could be fine for next week, but um, either way, like I, I know it, it sucks, but thank God we didn't lose him for like to an ACL tear. That's exactly where mine, my mind went when he went off in a in a cast or he got taken off in a cart in the field. Like 
that didn't look like an ankle sprain. That looked like a season ending, like ending 2024 season ending injury, you know? So lucky there. And so like uh, we went over, Stefan Diggs was injured at one point. The Bills punter, Sam Martin was injured at one point. Um, Bills guard, Connor McGovern was injured at one point. Micah Hyde had a shin injury. Leonard Floyd had a shoulder injury. I mean, Christian Benford had the knee injury. Uh, just, just a lot of injuries today. Just a ton. Even on the Steelers side, the Steelers lost a lot of players too. But a part Bernard of it might have been just that field, like probably felt like concrete and tackled on it with how cold it was, and they just plowed two feet of snow off of it. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. The field looked amazing, though. By the way, can I say that? Like, I don't know about the yeah, stands. Looked, the stands. <laughs> yeah, it looks great from the TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's all completely frozen. Um, McDermott said, uh, Bill's cornerback, Razul Douglas told Tim Graham in the locker room. He felt like he was ready to play, but the team held him out. Douglas then said he'll play next week against the chiefs. So obviously that's great news. Uh, Sean McDermott said there will be consideration regarding bringing a new punter in this week. So the bills will have to see where Sam Martin is with his hamstring injury. I mean, he punted afterwards, right? He, yeah. And he held, and then, I mean, he missed another best missed another thing. I, at that point, I think it was, I don't what do you make of that bass miss, that 27-yard field goal? Like, it looked like the hold was fine. He just, like, really was really bad, <laughs> that one. <laughs> Dude, I so I took flack on Twitter, and I and I was, to Mike said, I'm prone to hyperbole at points sometimes. But I said, why did we give this guy a f- an extension again? <laughs> and I guess this is just my frustration with Tyler Bass this season. And then I looked at his stats. I'm like, well... Maybe I am making a big deal out of this, but this has been his worst season field goal wise since his rookie season. Like not awful. Don't get me wrong. He was like 83% or something like that. Right. So like he was 83% his rookie season. The last two seasons before the the two seasons before this last season, though, he was like 89% field goal percentage wise, but two tonight just was like, (sighs) well, the block, I mean, you could any block, like I didn't really see the replay well enough to, but blocks usually are kind of fluky. It could be anything. It could be an offensive lineman missing an assignment. It could be the holder taking too long to do something, or that could be the kicker. Who knows? The eight, like how long it is. Forty nine yarder. You don't think that would happen, but it could be well, anything. A- but that, but the twenty seven yarder. It's like is is it in his head from before? Like what happened? Like the holder got hurt and it got blocked. Oh my gosh! What am I gonna do? But like that should be a chip shot. That's a, it's like a old school extra point, except a little bit to the to the right right yeah exactly well that's the thing and people are like it's like kicking a cinder block and i i completely get that so i'm not gonna say that but for a 27 yarder i mean steelers field goal or kicker didn't have any issues doing that so you know the the chiefs kicker was doing pretty good the other night and minus 30 windshield so um i mean i mean best made the regular extra points I made mean, the regular extra points. He just missed the field goal, the two field goals. And maybe, I mean, it's a 49-yard field goal. It was a long one. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> but at the same time, like, he missed a big field goal in the Eagles game. The Eagles game that probably would have won it for us. And it was because he, it was a chip shot, and he didn't kick it up high enough. Like, that was his fault. That was on him. So I didn't get a good look at this one, but I would have to assume that this one is also on him. Um, just because of history. It's past. He's got to get that up there, man. Um, and, and pitching, or I'm sorry, kicking is just like a pitching thing where like these guys can easily get in their heads with confidence and this like that. Don't get me wrong. So I'm not trying to dogpile on the guy, but if you think that he's having a great season, like he's, he's not, he's not having the worst season ever. He's not having the Nathan Peterman of kicker season, but 
not good. Not good, especially as what we're used to. So we have that. Uh, let's see. McDermott said it was probably closer for Tyrell Dodson than Razul Douglas to come back this week. So that's good. We're hoping that we get Razul Douglas and Tyrell Dodson next week. Those would be huge. Never thought I'd ever say getting Tyrell Dodson back would be huge, by the way. Not like I don't like the guy, but who would have thought he'd be so important, especially with Bernard's injury, right? He's a third string linebacker at this point. I thought Dorian Williams looked pretty good though in his absence. In Bale Inspector's absence, I thought he looked pretty good. He had a huge hit. He had a couple yeah, Williams, of big tackles. Williams looked good, yeah. Yeah, I was concerned about Dotson coming into this particular game just because the Steelers, I felt like, were going to want to run a lot, which they did want to run a lot, and they would need all the help they, they could get. I wasn't even anticipating another injury. Yeah, I know. No kidding. So I'm going to give you guys a quiz. Pop quiz, hot shot. How many yards per carry did Steelers running backs have against the Buffalo Bills today? How many yards per carry? You can go to the decimal point just to be, just to make it a little bit, or just to know what I'm guessing. It's a something point something yards per carry. Uh, John, I'll let you go first. Thanks. No problem. No problem, man. Talk it out. So you're asking this question. So it's got to be like something that's significant. So it's not like 3.9 or 4. It's either something a lot lower or a lot higher. Maybe. I'm going to go 3.6. 3.6. That's a good guess. Mike? That's a good guess. I don't remember any long runs, um, but I'll go 0.1 above John. Yeah, it's 3.8. So John had a damn good guess, though, to start off with. John, you should be a handicapper for Vegas something, man. You're... Thanks. Yeah. I don't win a lot when I bet in Vegas, so... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think handicapping though forces you to project forward, not just look back and remember. Oh, true. While you have tabs open. <laughs> well, he's no, literally. That, well, it's a good point though. I thought about it. I'm like, well, you did too, right? It's like, well, they didn't have a lot of long runs, and we're asking this question because it's not really good or really bad. It, it's, or, I mean, it's not in the middle. It's, it is really good or really bad. So. But I feel like maybe that's a curveball then because I feel like that's right in the middle, 3.8. It's not really good or really bad. No, it's like, not. I feel like like you want to aim for 4.0, right? Like that's the the mark. So like 3.9 to 4.0 is the average, I guess. Maybe 4.0 oh, is the average now. I said because I think the Bills did a good job at stopping the run today. Like you said, no big runs, no big plays. and But it was like, what was Josh Allen and James Cook? They're like... Uh, Josh Allen's probably with that 50 yard run is probably like seven something. Uh, I will tell you. Josh Allen had 79 yards. Or I'm sorry, that's James Cook. James Cook had 79 yards on 18 carries. He was 4.4 yards per carry. So again, over that four, four yards per carry threshold, Josh Allen was 74 yards on eight carries. So he was 9.3 yards per carry. Yeah. Again, like you said, that 52 yard run, that was, yeah. that was the big one. So. Ty Johnson had eight carries for 26 yards. Let's just do real quick. We'll do stats of the game. Let me ask though, your general feeling of the game. Like we're super happy that they won. And as I reflect on it more and more, the bills really should in a season where we've seen teams hang 70 on other teams, the bills got two turnovers and one by 14 and they got 14 points off turnovers and turnovers that potentially I'm thinking of the, was it pick a fumble, but like kind of fluky. Um, and, and Rudolph is a third string quarterback. <laughs> well, you gotta look uh, at, you gotta look at your opponent too. Like 
the Steelers have good defense. So you're talking about 70 points. Like, the, okay, the Dolphins put 70 up uh, against the Raiders in week three. And the Raiders are terrible. And we know the Dolphins are bad. The the, the, the Ravens put up like 50 or 60-something against the Dolphins. There, there, there's another 60-banger. And it's against the Dolphins. <laughs> Obviously, can't be good teams. But if the Bills play the same way and, and, and luck is randomly dispersed throughout the game... Um, Shouldn't they have won by more? Yeah, I, I guess looking forward to Kansas City, like those turnovers were not the result of like incredible stifling defense. I didn't, it wasn't my impression. It wasn't like a sack, fumble, return for touchdown, like just. Um, well, they've had both. Yeah. They've had both kinds this year. Like they've had pick six against New England or they, or this game that they, they got lucky. Kyrie Elam was able to pick it off while they were throwing it in the end zone and. You know, they get a touchback. They've had both types of turnovers. But okay, how, how sw- swap out Mahomes for Rudolph? Like, did the Bills win this? Do game? the Bills win? I, like, they it, they it, it, they, it, they won it, they won earlier this season. It, and you look at look at Mahomes. Track. And it came down to an offsides penalty, though, right? Like, it Which was, was agree- really close. It was egregious. But like, look at Mahomes' track record against Buffalo. He's three and three, so he's five hundred even. He's only played in Buffalo once. Which he won, but there was no fans because it was during the COVID year. Mahomes is two and zero in the playoffs against Buffalo. That's the the most damning thing at this point, which everybody can agree to. Both those games are at Arrowhead. This is his first true road playoff game against any team. The Super Bowl he played against Tampa Bay was in Tampa Bay, whatever. But like as far as leading up to the Super Bowl, all playoff games, which he's played sixteen, seventeen games of, he's never had a road playoff game. This is his oh. first one. That's significant. I'm not saying that, okay, he's going to lose because of that, but that's a big deal. Like, it's, it's something to think about. And his tracker against Buffalo, he's 500. He's 3-3. Three and three. I guess my point more is, like, they could, in thinking back, like, they could have dominated the Steelers one more convincingly. Like, if they play the same game against KC... I don't know how that turns out. Is it, so is I it, hope I hope they're able to step their game up next week. Even I mean, more. wasn't it like a couple of years ago where it's like there were like people were on them for like not winning. They they lost two close like all their games that they won were blowouts, but they didn't win any close games. And then like they were winning close games. They're like, oh, now they're not winning any blowouts. It's I don't know. Just as long as they win. Mike, is it so much that the Bills only scored thirty one, or that the differential was only fourteen points more? Because like if if the Bills got one of those two Tyler Bass field goals, do you feel better about thirty four seventeen? Like does that feel better because they doubled up on the score? Or they have seventeen more points. Does seventeen feel better, or should it feel should have been twenty four? Or if they made both, field I goals. feel like the the you can't overstate the importance of the quarterback position, right? We can all agree there. And it's just is Rudolph the worst quarterback in the playoff field? Yes. <laughs> Third stringer, maybe, right? Maybe Baker Mayfield. No, he's yeah, Baker Mayfield's got to be better. Yeah, got like I thought they said in the broadcast, Rudolph was like going to go be a real estate agent. <laughs> but so for, for a defense that has had so many injuries to only let up seventeen points, Milano's out, Bernard's out, Trey White's out. Like all these guys that got injured during the game, not to mention the the four inactives. Seventeen letting up seventeen points. I think that's amazing. Ooh. What, it's kind of rough because TJ Watt was also out. Would you, should they have scored more just based on that? And they were losing, they lost their best cornerback halfway through the game too. And 
didn't feel like it didn't at no point was I like this offense is dominant. Like I thought it, they were moving the ball and they had some really good plays. No, I agree on the offense part. I, I think they could, they should have scored more points on offense. I think the defense was fine. Cons- all, all things considered. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not ragging on the defense, especially with the myriad of injuries they've had. I think, but, I think, I think they should have been in the forties on offense. Do you think some of that though, was the bills were up by two scores and McDermott's like, let's run this ball. Like let's, Let's let's chew up the clock. Like let's not. Yes, let's not but you give still. Have, yes, but you still have to finish drives. And even the two field goals. I mean, that's thirty-seven right there. And the one field goal might have taken away from the Steelers' touchdown. So it could have been thirty-seven to ten instead of thirty-one to seventeen, which looks a lot better. Yeah, that you you got to count that as a turnover, right? That blocked field goal that ends up going down to like the Bills' twenty-five yard line or whatever. Like that that is almost a turnover, basically a special teams turnover. But in the end, it doesn't matter. But on that play, right? Like, wasn't it second and seven, and they were throwing the ball when they could have like run it to get the down to the two minute warning, and then there's third down, you run it again, or you're closer for the field. Like that felt like very poor decision making in the moment because like you can almost close the door, and then and you're getting the ball back at the half. But instead, they throw that pass that's not even close, and then go for the 49 yard field goal into the wind. And then you're get, make it, get it blocked, whatever. You're giving the Steelers the ball back and hope. Like to me, that felt like a huge decision and just opened the, the door wide open for him. Yeah, it was second and seven, incomplete pass to Ty Johnson, Mike. And then it was an incomplete pass again. And then that left 229 on the clock. Yeah. <clears throat> Could have at least gotten to the two minute warning. It's hard to say. Like you see something in the defense, like oh, we got we got to run this right now because like this guy's out there, and sometimes it doesn't work. I get the the situationalness of it and the time and everything, but sometimes it's a tough call. But they won the game. Look at it. We're I mean it's- we got two ma- we got two amazing games next week. Allen and Mahomes and Stroud and Jackson. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Hopefully, it's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I, I I'm already getting stressed. Dude, about I was it. I was I was stressed about this game. Just <laughs> I was stressed about last. I was stressed about last five weeks leading up to this, and I'm stressed again. Yeah, it doesn't end. It doesn't end. It doesn't end until you win the Super Bowl. It, it hasn't ended our entire lives. No, so, no. I mean, oh, we, I mean, we lived through the four Super Bowl losses, so it's like I remember you, you texted us the the question of the other day, like how far do they need to go if you're, you know, I, I remember the context, like if you're disappointed or not or something. It's like, well, I mean, obviously, it's, you want to get as far as you can go, but anything that's not a Super Bowl win, considering what we've been through, not just the last six years, but our entire lifetimes, like living through the the four Super Bowl losses, is like. Who cares if they, if they go to the Super Bowl and lose it? Like, you want to win it. Yeah, exactly. I won't feel good if they go to the Super Bowl. Well, we got to the Super Bowl and we lost. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't, if anything, it kind of makes me feel even worse. <laughs> like, I know. I'd almost, I not, I'd almost <laughs> rather lose in the game before. Th- I know. Isn't that crazy to think that? Like, <laughs> I'd rather, oh, I'm so glad we lost in the AFC Championship game instead of going to the Super Bowl and losing. But yeah, it's like the but, highest. But, but then it's the unknown. It's like, well, if we went, if we had won, then maybe we had a shot at Super Bowl. So yeah, but we're not. Do we always talk like, oh, our whole lives? But there's 32 teams. On average, you should win once every 32 years. The first 10 years of your life are completely pointless. If you're, if you're, you remember nothing. If you're not, if you're not being completely devoid of human contact, 
you're going to be fine, right? Like it could be the greatest uh, heaven on earth or the hell on shittiest earth. situation you can imagine. <laughs> right. First 10 years are null and void. So then after 10, like we're, we're, it's coming up for us, but having, and you should go to the Super Bowl like once every 16 years and lose. We got four in a row. And now we have all this success year after year, last five years, right? Like, uh, so I, it's not like we're. I get the law of averages and all that, but like, it's not fun. Like the Steelers fans, they got it easy. I, I get they lost today and it sucks for them. But from 1969 until now, they've only had three head coaches. The first two are in the Hall of Fame. The guy they got now has never had a losing season and has won a Super Bowl and has been in tons of playoffs. Like, that's awesome to, to, to have lived through that. Like, us, like, we had, oh, we had great success. And then huge drought. And then, you know, our you know parents and grandparents, when the Bills in 1960s, 1965, oh, they had two AFL championships. The third one, they just barely lost to Kansas City, which would have put them in Super Bowl one against the Greenback. No one cares Packers. about that. But They're they, all dead. But they would have matched up <laughs> better against the Packers than the Chiefs did in the first Super Bowl anyway. But forget that. Then they have a they, long... Those, all those people would trade their Super Bowl victory for one minute to be alive today. I don't think that's what we're talking about here, though, but... You yeah. ever walk by like a photograph? <laughs> you ever walk by a photograph of like people from the early 1900s, and it's like a bunch of people just sitting or something. I don't know, family reunion or whatever. And you're like, they're all dead. Every single one of them. Even that child who is a who is three years old in 1910 is long gone. Those dogs definitely dead. Like you know, it's you ever see those just walk through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very yeah. sad. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't say it's sad. It's just the way it is. I didn't know those people, so it's not sad to me. But all the people that like played in like Super Bowl one, like Mike said. What, 58 years ago? Probably all dead, right? They're going to be wheeling them out like they used to wheel out World War II veterans when they were there were still some left. Super Bowl one. I feel like John, like, gloms on to the history of the team. Like, I mean, if I didn't enjoy it and live through it, like, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> like, if the Bills, uh, I don't know, you, you weren't alive for Super Bowl once. So like, yeah, we're the champs. Like, uh, you'd be a Dolphins fan then. You'd be a Dolphins <laughs> fan being like, we won two championships. Well, you didn't see any of them. Yeah, but there's YouTube. Oh, well, that's just the same. That's just the same as watching it live on TV and enjoying the win, being able to see it 50 years later. It's exactly the same. Well, so, yeah. you know what? You know what's also interesting back in like the first three Super Bowls as they were merging the two leagues. Typically nowadays, like, oh, I don't want the Dolphins or Patriots to win the Super Bowl. But back then, you would root for those guys because it was AFL versus NFL. And you wanted your conference to beat the NFL to prove yourselves to them. So it's very it's very interesting dynamic. So for me, so to, to, to I know Mike's like, who gives a shit? But to me, I like, I like, I enjoy history. So I like the history of all things, but I also am very passionate about the NFL obviously. So I combine those two things a lot in my thoughts and what I talk about. It's like that progressive commercial, like not to end up like your parents. <laughs> it's like, what are you reading there, John? Oh, I'm reading about the AFL merger. <laughs> and uh, also on this, I have uh, a book about submarines. <laughs> to be fair, I try to take all the pillows off my couch all the time because nobody can sit on it. Mike Johnson. <laughs> That's funny. John's reading about wars that nobody ever cares to cared to learn about. Like, oh, this is about the War of eighteen twelve. Like, what? 
who even cares about that one? So, yeah. No, I get it. I, I get it, both. It's easy to points. remember. It was 1812. <laughs> Wait, did it start in 1812 or end in 1812? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, stats of the game real quick. Uh, Josh Allen mentioned 21 for 30, 203 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. James Cook, Captain Cook, 18 attempts for 79 yards. J- Josh Allen, eight. Rushes for 74 yards, one touchdown, like I mentioned earlier. Ty Johnson, eight carries, 26 yards. Dalton Kincaid, he had that one. Ty Johnson, give him credit. He had that one big 11-yard game to to get a first down, keep that clock running. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, the leading receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, six, uh, three receptions on six targets for 59 yards. One touchdown, Stephon Diggs, seven receptions on nine targets for 52 yards. Deontay Hardy, one reception on one target for 34 yards. Khalil Shakir, Khalil Shakir, do you guys, sweet sassy molassie play the game. I really want to give it to Khalil Shakir on that touchdown, man. Like that was, that was impressive. Like Minka Fitzpatrick thought he had him dead to rights and Khalil Shakir basically held on to whatever balance he had left, stayed up and not only got the first down he gets the touchdown too gets into the end zone i i think that's my sweet sassy molassi play of the game do you guys have a better one than that one or one that stood out even even more i think it's a, a super close second for me for me it's the josh allen touchdown run he, he passes the first down marker i'm like slide go down go down go down and it almost looked like he thought about doing it and he's like <laughs> ah, i'm just gonna keep going and he went for 52 yards it was amazing and i just that's my that's my sweet sassy molassi yeah, I love that play too. That's my that's my one B. I did love that play though at the time. I was like, slide. <laughs> You're like, ah, keep going, keep going. Mike, one of those two or the Khalil? I'd be I'd be hard pressed to like when with the linemen all have Shakira on their shoulders, like ah, hard pressed to pass over that one. But I'm going to. And Josh, the the, the Bills playoff record, right, for a rushing <laughs> for a for a rush. Rush amazing. Touchdown. Quarterback yeah, rushing, yeah, second. Yeah, I think it's just the longest run from Bills playoffs, wasn't it? Oh, it might have been. I just saw the stat about the yeah. second longest quarterback run in a yeah. It's, a, it's the longest Bills rush for a touchdown in playoff history. And we'll be like, we'll be playing that highlight yeah. for so forever. When 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 Josh's career ends, he'll have all the passing records and all the rushing records for the Buffalo Bills, guaranteed. That's crazy. <laughs> That's insane. Maybe, maybe not the rushing yardage, but maybe the rushing touchdowns. Well, he's already like but, second in rushing touchdowns or third, right? He's third of pass. He only has to pass OJ and uh, Thurman. That's crazy. Both amazing plays. However, the play of the game, just because of how quickly the turnaround happened, I had just finished thumbing in my notes, wall of shame, Kair Elam, <laughs> after he got, it was third and nine at the Bills 25, still in the first quarter. So we're going back. Um, Still in the first quarter, the Bills are 14-0. It's 39 at the Buffalo 25, and Elam just gets trucked. You remember that? And yep. on, on, and then he gets called for the pass interference. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. But then, but then he got um, the interception, redemption. And then he comes through. So wall of fame or wall of shame until wall of fame, making that pick in the end zone. And then that led to the, um, was it the Allen touchdown, right? That put him up. 21 nothing uh, at that point nothing at that point yeah that, that was i that's pretty that good. was 
Would you say that the, that's a Gettysburg of the game too? That might have been the turning point because it was a seven, potentially a seven point or fourteen point swing, right there. You can make the argument for that. I don't know if there's a Gettysburg. There, I mean, there were some Gettysburg moments, maybe for the Steelers that just didn't come to fruition. The block punt, or uh, I'm sorry, the block field goal. Yeah, for that, sure. That was that was a big turning point, but they just couldn't keep it going after. Well, that. they went from going up twenty four, potentially twenty four nothing before halftime to twenty one to seven. So, yeah, that was a huge play for the Steelers. I love the Kyrie Elam pick, Mike, for a couple of different reasons. Like you said, he like totally redeemed himself throughout the play from the pass interference, the play beforehand, right? But then kind of like redeeming himself in general. I mean, he's a first-round pick that people are kind of labeling a bust at this point, and he came up with a huge play in the time that it mattered the most. So um, there's, 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 there's depth to that choice, Mike. There's levels. There's layers to what you chose, so I like that one. Khalil Shakir, we knew was pretty good. Josh Allen, we obviously know is good, but Kair Elam, I I didn't expect a big play from him at all, and he came through. I like it. On the Steelers side of the ball, uh, real quick, Mason Rudolph, twenty-two for thirty-nine, two hundred twenty-nine yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Jalen Warren, the leading rusher, eight attempts for thirty-eight yards. Um, Najee Harris, 12 attempts for 37 yards. And the leading receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers was Pat Fryermuth, five receptions on eight targets for 76 yards. Those were stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at DeLago. A uh, couple more stats real quick. Kair Elam tallied his first career playoff touchdown today on a 17-yard pass from Josh Allen. Yeah, there it is. Allen's 52-yard run marks the longest run by a Bill in a playoff game, surpassing a 45-yard touchdown by Joe Cribbs in 1981 against the New York Jets. The 52-yard touchdown by Josh Allen was the longest in his career in a run in the regular season or in the playoffs. Greg Rousseau tallied his first sack against Mason Rudolph today. So again, those are stats of the game brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at DeLago. Uh, we did Sweet Sassy Molassi play of the game. Let's do um, Wall of Fame and Wall of Shame. Um, obviously, let's start with Wall of Fame. Um, I'll go first. Uh, I mean, it's got to be Josh Allen. Uh, again, John mentioned earlier, maybe I said not with his arm, but still um, two, over 280 yards of total offense by Josh. No turnovers. He did have a couple of iffy throws, but luckily they didn't end up being picks. So uh, I thought he had a good game against a good Steelers defense. I mean, the this, this Steelers defense is not terrible. So maybe, Mike, maybe that's what I chuck it up to, that the Bills still won by 14 points against a team, a playoff team that still had a still has a really good defense. And they got some players back like Minka Fitzpatrick, who they haven't had for three or four weeks now. So, uh, yeah, that's how I'm going to justify that. <laughs> Josh Allen. Do you guys have anyone else besides Josh Allen for your wall of fame? Any other nominees? Yeah, Josh Allen and uh, Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver having a tremendous season. Mike? Only person I could add is A.J. Klein off the streets to being a crucial member of the defense. Maybe we give it to, like, A.J. Klein and all the other guys that came off the street, right? Like, Balen Specter wasn't a starter, and he was doing good up until his injury. You know, Kair Elam, like Mike just mentioned, and had that one big, huge play. Cam Lewis was okay tonight. I mean... A lot of guys stepping up. Dorian Williams, we mentioned earlier, having a good game at linebacker. Uh, this could, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll just. Yeah. Team sport, let's go. And put, let's put the whole team on there. <laughs> let's put the whole, uh, Mike's favorite. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Mike. The whole team's on there. <laughs> go. Let's go. Wait, wait, the coaching staff, too. The coaching, coaching staff. staff. Brandon, Brandon Bean. Klein. Terry, Terry Pagula. 
Let's go, everybody. <laughs> How about those guys that threw the the snowballs at George Pickens in the end zone when he was trying to catch the ball? Bills Mafia, snowballs, Bills. tables, Bills. lighter fluid. Let's go. Bills Mafia that at the game today, Wall of Fame, every single member is the ones hey, at the no. game. Also, Wall of Fame, the shovelers. The shovelers. Who worked for I don't know how many hours to at least get the Alice. I know I know that they were limited in time, but uh they got they got the field clear, they got the aisles clear, and we sat in some snow. I didn't sit in snow, I was watching my ass on the couch in front of the TV, but Somebody sat in some. It's some seventy-two snow. degrees. It's seventy-two <laughs> degrees, right? Ten feet away from your refrigerator with a nice cold beer. Yeah, that's that's. Dude, it w- I saw a funny tweet. Somebody mentioned that you know when are when is the multi-billion-dollar team like the Buffalo Bills going to have like a, a ready set contractually obligated you know place that's going to shovel out the the stadium in case this happens? Why do they? Uh, I think it was I think it was Aaron from Cover One. It was like, why? It was cute the first couple of times. Now it's like, why don't you guys actually have someone to do this? Why do you have to keep relying on fans to bail you out? And I was just like, that's a good point. Like it was kind of funny the first few times. Now it's just like you have to assume that this might happen. Well, you should always, have someone on retainer. Yeah, it's always been that way. I yeah, mean, well, we just don't it. we just don't remember like thirty, forty, five, fifty years ago they did it the same way they do now. But well, they should have a, a place a an employer or something or some company that they can pay to do this. And then if they also have extra people that want to do it, okay, we'll pay you $20 an hour, but we already have like 50 people in waiting in tow for when this happens. Yeah. I don't know. Logistics and what? Yeah. I have no idea. That'd be like your company in, 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 in. The- well, it's gotta be a one-time deal though. Right. Cause it doesn't happen every season. So be like three years later. Oh, by the way. Oh, we got some snow. Can you come over now? <laughs> uh, I live in California. <laughs> Who this? <laughs> I I paid. I remember when we had our firstborn and we were so busy with like, you know, trying to get everything ready. And, and when the baby came, we we're like, you know, we're up all hours of the night. You know, we're not getting any sleep. We're just trying to like live life and kind of survive for a little bit, trying to adjust to be new parents. I talked to my wife and I'm like, well, let's just get a, let's just get a, uh, a snowplow service. Like we never do that. Right. Like, but whatever, that's fine. I don't care. Everyone in our neighborhood has it. I'm just going to do it too. And we did it. We paid a $300 retainer or whatever it was so that they would come every week. And they came once they came once that entire winter. We had that much snow only once. So we paid it anyway though, but that's, that's the cost of it. It's like, how come I can do that? But the Pagulas can't. You know, like how how do I have the money or the wherewithal to do that? The and stadium here, is probably a little bit more expensive than your thirty foot driveway. Yeah, they have a ton more money than I do too, <laughs> <laughs> so it evens out. Oh, by the way, that's that snowplow company. Also, the one time they came to snowplow my driveway, uh, they bent in my garage door. <laughs> like, oh my there was gosh. like there, were, you know how like we have three panels, like the top, middle, and the bottom one. They like caved in the bottom one, so it was like inward bent. And that took about eight months for them to come out and fix that. <laughs> Finally, you should have hired some Bills fans for twenty bucks an hour. You have had a much better job done. I I should have I should have had them on. Uh, yeah, and like you probably would have had, had, had a lot more fun doing it. Yeah. All right. All right. So I guess I'm not so mad at that anymore. <laughs> That's fine. You guys. Uh, you guys want to have anything else before we get into some hot takes from Bills Mafia? I would say one of the the surprising things given. Tomlin's success over the years is just 
I was struck by the sheer ineptitude of the Steelers being down by 14 with two and a half minutes to go, just dinking the ball down like three yards here, five years. As a Bills fan, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. I know. <laughs> um, but very surprising that they wouldn't try and like the game's for all intents and purposes over. You've got nothing to lose. And they, they did not push the ball down the field, get to the 50, throw a Hail Mary. It, and, and then just the capstone on that drop, like maybe 10 seconds left. Um, Mason Rudolph like runs with the ball to end the game. Like it's it's very reminiscent of a lot of Bills teams during their drought. Now, now this isn't the Steelers don't have a drought, but the Bills would off, often do that in the past when they had a, a really good defense and a really good running game, but no passing game when they didn't have a quarterback and a very similar scenario. So you know how we rag on Sean McDermott for like his use of timeouts or whatever before the end of a half or the end of the game? Like, did you see Mike Tomlin when the Bills got the ball back after the Steelers touchdown? They were it was twenty one to seven, and the Bills like got sacked on the second. It was like on first down they got sacked for seventeen yards. And it was second and seventeen. They had all mm-hmm. three timeouts, and it was one forty something left. I'm like, call a timeout. If I was yelling at the TV, I wasn't yelling at the TV for them, but I'm like, I can't believe they're not calling a timeout. Like second and 17 before the end of a half is pretty much you're not going to get a first down, you know, like, like that's it. And they didn't stop it and they let it go down and the Bills called another play. And it wasn't until there was two seconds left that they called a timeout and then the Bills just kneeled the ball. (laughs) It was just like, what are you guys doing? And I I think even more of an exclamation point on that is, is the Bills punt like Martin was already clearly injured. Yeah, exactly. Right. If there was ever a time, ever a time to do it, um, I, I, I agree 100%. It seemed that they're, what are they thinking? Whether it's Tomlin or somebody upstairs should recognize it. I don't know, but to, to end both halves, very surprising from a, from a franchise like the Steelers. Or even when Martin's back to punt after he got injured, why not do an all out punt rush? Oh, yeah. That's the time to do it for sure. Yeah. So it's one of those games where, I'm not only like criticizing my own team. I'm, oh, I'm this other team. What are they doing? And people say that Mike Tomlin is, you know, one of the better coaches in the NFL. And look how easily I guess I he's also knew- he's also one of the more conservative ones, though. Which it, I don't necessarily agree with being ultra conservative all the time. Although I totally respect Tomlin. I think he's done a great job over the years. But that like I'd rather have McDermott than Tomlin because McDermott will go for it on fourth down. He'll he'll do a little bit different things. Yeah, he'll be more aggressive, for sure. For sure. I guess that's what that was my point was and you just said it. John was just McDermott's not terrible. Like people want to say that he's awful. Like dude, even good coaches or what people consider are good coaches have make idiotic decisions during the course of a game. Yeah. Right? Um we just don't notice it as much cuz we watch the Bills. But and, and you look at like uh, like I, I I like Vabril a lot. I think he's a good coach. He got fired. He'll he'll catch on somewhere else. But he's kind of more conservative too. He's a good coach, but you know, for certain teams that might not be what you want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll see where he ends up. Luckily, it's not going to be in New England. But after every Bills game, I said I uh, asked people on Twitter on X if you're not following us, please do. We're at CTW Pod, like circling the wagons pod. I say, uh, you know, what's your hot take after this win or loss? And this time I'm going to start at the bottom. Okay. I don't normally do that. 
I'm going to start at the bottom. Give some people some some chance to uh, that I don't normally read because that's how the algorithm works. Uh, let's see. Dave Boyle says, Diggs must always wear that sweater. <laughs> do you guys have any uh, traditions that you guys do before a game, like you wear something or do something or anything to when the Bills are winning, just got to keep doing it it's just so they keep winning, right? It sounds like no. <laughs> I, I think kind of. I don't. I don't have a set thing, but I mean, like, you know, you if you're sitting on the floor, then I'm happy. <laughs> well, I only sit on the floor when they start losing. <laughs> so is that, is, is that what it was? Yeah, that I'll do whatever. Or so I just happen to be like that. That time against the Chiefs a couple of years ago, I was sitting on the floor, but I think I was petting my dog, and I was just like, "Well, I've been sitting on the floor this whole time. They're winning. I can't get up, so I just stayed there." I might do that again this week. We'll see. We'll see. You, you, got, the, you got the sock thing going on, right? So. I do have the sock thing going on, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I have two Bill socks, one with a big hole underneath it um, that I wore today to work. I was I was out uh, at a job site and, you know, working. There. I was like, I got to wear it. I can't not wear it. I can't, you know, risk the juju, right? <clears throat> um, so and it was funny as there was at least two or three comments that were just like, you know, you can easily fix that, right? Like... <laughs> And I was like, well, yeah, hey. but but the Bills are still winning. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. First off, A, I have to keep wearing them like this because the Bills are still winning, like you said. And then B, um, I didn't know that till you just messaged me that you could fix all of the sock. <laughs> I figured like you couldn't sew it shut because it's like, you know, there's missing material. I mean, it's stretched too much. Like if I sew it shut, it's going to be really tight in one spot or I don't know. It's that you need like a patch or something and now i have to youtube it so yeah i didn't maybe i didn't know that guy on well, Twitter. well don't don't youtube it yeah just just keep writing it out <laughs> until you know yeah yeah i gotta fix yeah I'll, I'll fix it when when if if and when the bills lose but if yeah. the bills win and they make it to the super bowl and they win it why would i ever no you get keep going into the next season <laughs> at least into the postseason right i mean even if the because I, I can't stop in the regular season like if they lose game three the week three, I can't, you know, patch it up then. What if they make it to the playoffs, right? I can't. Yeah, you keep going. Yeah, I keep going. Okay, okay, sounds good. I don't think it's patching. I think it's darning, isn't it? Darning. Yeah. Why is it not patching? Is it because it's a sock and it's a different yeah. type of? It okay. Could, yeah, if you're stitching. You're, you're a big. Aren't you a Beatles fan? Like Eleanor Rigby. Remember that? Song? Yeah, I like I like that song. It's like darning his socks. Oh, I don't know all the words to the song, but Eleanor. It's not a long song. <laughs> darning his socks remember that part yeah 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 yes right around that part yeah darning his socks <laughs> while she yells out the window at kids <laughs> i think you have that on cassette tape somewhere <laughs> jack v writes big momentum swing after the blocked field goal and martin injury yeah that's another thing bass is Blocked field goal led to the Sam Martin injury. <clears throat> yeah, and Steph- that whole sequence of events was terrible. Yeah. What's funny is, so <clears throat> full disclosure, I was driving back from Binghamton during the first half of the game. and You weren't as- watching the game? No, I was riding shotgun, so I didn't have to drive. So that was nice. I was, I was in the car. So you're watching it? Yeah, so I was watching it on my phone. Okay. And uh, it was playing through the car speakers and stuff like that. The guy so why did back- you say full disclosure? Full disclosure, because I wasn't watching it in my like 
living room or whatever. So, so, so while you're I was watching it, not as good as you would be normally. No, because it's like you know the the stream is always a few seconds, like thirty seconds behind the actual. But you watch, so you watched it or you didn't watch it? No, I did watch it. I did watch okay. it, but it I just watching... seems weird for a confession. Well, let me. So, so this is what happened. Is uh, let me finish. God damn it! So, <laughs> so as I'm watching it, um, <coughs> the Bills are about to line up for a field goal. And all of a sudden, John's text over the group chat goes, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I, I don't think he made the field goal because <laughs> John is texting me before the field goal that, it, that I didn't realize how bad it was, though. It wasn't just a blocked field goal. Like, they ran it back 30 or 40 yards. Our putter got injured. <laughs> like it was just... Yeah, the expletive was mostly just for the punter getting injured. I, <laughs> I mean, the rest of it was like, uh, it could have been a fluke, but they didn't run it back, and the punter got injured, though. That was my biggest takeaway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At, at, well, that, at that moment in time. It was appropriate. You weren't just saying that after a missed field goal. I mean, it was everything after after that, for sure. Jack what were v, you doing in Binghamton? I had to go to a project. It wasn't in, in Binghamton specifically, but I don't want to give the location away. So uh, Jack V continues on, and Steph probably gave them extra juice when he grabbed the Steelers' water bottle. Can't get that cocky against the Chiefs. <laughs> that was funny when... And Steph did that. He also writes, Josh is a man-child, and we better see Haley there next week. Go Bills. <laughs> well, if Taylor Swift's going to be there in Buffalo, right? That just makes sense. Has she been to a away game yet? Do we know? Oh, I don't know. Mike? How would I know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to get all, you know... <laughs> Upset about it. It's just <laughs> you. You. Why would you think we needed a specific location that you were at? Like, well, it was we a long drive. Was like, a, oh, I can't tell you guys. It was just, a, you know, it was a long drive. You, didn't ask. <laughs> you kept asking. It was a long drive. It was two and a half hours from there back to Rochester. So, like, we didn't leave until three thirty. So, like, I knew I was going to miss the beginning of the game. But this trip had been planned for work since you know a couple of weeks ago. I didn't know that the game would last till today, but. Here we are. Steve Leffler writes, KC coming in pretty healthy. Bill's going to have a Band-Aid defense. Might be the difference. I'm worried. Yeah, well, I was less worried until you wrote that, Steve. But, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We might get we might get some big pieces back. Razul Douglas, in general, would be key. Um, Christian Benford doesn't look good because he never came back after he went into the locker room. Um, so I would be surprised if Mahomes didn't try to pick on Kair Elam. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you? But... But it, he wouldn't be playing because it would be Dane Jackson and Russell Douglas. So Taron Johnson, though, not being there would hurt a lot. Yeah. So who's their nickel, which means Kyrie is playing Cam on the Lewis. outside. Cam Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cam Lewis. I mean. So no matter what, like they got some, they got some issues. So the offense needs to step up. Like I said before, they, the offense they need, to they need to score lots of times and not have issues doing it. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Steve Szymanski writes, just plain intestinal fortitude despite injuries. Go Bills from Greensboro, North Carolina. Steve, go Bills from, from up here, man. Awesome. Good time of year to be in Greensboro. <clears throat> Congrats, writes, injuries ruin this season. That's the hot take. This win almost doesn't matter, but hey, it was a nice win. I say we still got to wait to see what happens. I feel like every team that goes to the Super Bowl has big injuries. I mean, the Ravens are missing their best pass-catching tight end, right? And they're the first seed. So uh, luckily, it's mostly on defense, right? Like, that's the one thing we can say. Luckily, it's mostly on defense. Hopefully, we get Gabe Davis back this week. That'll that'll help for sure. I mean, he's the chief slayer, right? 
He had four touchdowns against them just a few years ago. As you know, John John and I usually tune out when you start (laughs) doing hot takes, but my echoic memory just kicked in. Did you say Szymanski? Is that like your plant? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just some guy named Steve Szymanski. (laughs) Usually I know you just, I'm surprised you didn't say something earlier. Uh, Anakin Skywalker says, sorry guys, I'm getting over a cold and cough and sinus stuff, so... I apologize. I've been trying to mute the mic while coughing. Anakin Skywalker is in. Anakin says, linebackers, please get healthy quick. What an environment. Bill's Mafia never faded. Packed house in 18 degree weather. When it's uncomfortable for them, it's just right for us. 1-0, bring on the Chiefs. I like that one. How much did you guys love when the Bills scored a touchdown? Like people just tossing the snow into the air like confetti? Like I, I, I dug that a lot. That was, I'm a fan. The only thing hotter is Ryan Fitzpatrick with his shirt off. <laughs> it's pretty sexy, actually. Bills fan UK said Josh didn't turn the ball over. Nerdy Birdie writes the the people who got hurt on defense need to get right quick. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. The last time that we played the Chiefs, we did not have Matt Milano, we did not have Daquan Jones, and we did not have Tre'Davious White. Correct? Because it was like week nine or something, right? And we got Daquan Jones. We got Daquan Jones back, and we got Russell Douglas now. We didn't have Russell Douglas then. AJ Tharp. Yeah, there you go. Win. Victory. Plan on it. <laughs> hey, we always joke around about like getting our hotels right now for the uh, the Bills parade in downtown Buffalo. Yeah, that wasn't a joke. That was. Should we do that like tonight just to be safe, or do we wait for one more win? Or oh, what? yeah, definitely tonight, not back in April. Yeah, we'll do it tonight. <laughs> Is that is that when you did it last April when you saw the uh, the schedule come out? No, of course not. Why would I do that? That's ridiculous. Well, hopefully, you got a big enough room for all of us, not just you and your wife or something. You know, you got one for all four of us. <laughs> ah, I thought you guys were doing the same thing. I don't know what happened. Yeah, well, you didn't coordinate that well enough. Well, we're staying in a different hotel, I guess. AJ Tharp writes number one. AJ Klein off the couch had nine tackles, three times more than Von Miller had all season. <laughs> no. I love that. I love that he said that. Real quick, um, about Von Miller. Von Miller actually showed a little bit of life tonight. Like he didn't he did. look great, he did. but he didn't look like a tackling dummy out there. Like he actually made a couple of moves and he could have sacked <laughs> he could have sacked uh Mason Rudolph, but instead decided to shove him and he didn't fall down. So uh, but he got some pressure. He got two pressures, I think, tonight, which is about two pressures more than any other game this entire season. So in the in the remaining games that are left, obviously the most important one being the Chiefs. We don't know if we're going to play after that. But do you think Von Miller is going to be presence in any of the next three games? Do I think he's going to show his presence? Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, I I'm hoping. Don't you kind of hope that tonight is just yeah, the start? Forget, forget about hoping. But what do you think? I think he's going to continue on this path to a point where maybe he is. If we continue on past the Chiefs, like I think he's going to make a few plays, maybe so one not, play. So not that you said past the Chiefs, so not the Chiefs. Um, I don't think he's going to be the Von Miller that we remember until, I mean, I hate even thinking that it might happen, but he kind of gave us a little bit of a thought that it might happen tonight. So uh, Super Bowl Von Miller, maybe. Okay, Super Bowl. Is when he would show up. What do you think? I don't know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I think this is a trend. I think he makes a play or two next week, and maybe against the Ravens if he would, or the would Texans. you rather would you have Reser, ugh, would you rather have Von Miller being active 
during all these playoff games, or would you rather have like Kingsley Jonathan getting some more experience during these games? I would have preferred Kingsley Jonathan being in this entire season over Von Miller up until maybe today, but good question. Um, I think Von's trending up, so how could you not play him the rest of the postseason? All right, we'll see. We'll see. I'm hoping. I know you're hoping. I'm hoping too. Yeah. I I just want the offense to actually have to like kind of game plan around him or at least notice when he's on the field. Like that's that's what you want. Be like, oh crap, Vaughn's on the field. Like we should, you know, slide protection or something, as opposed to like, uh, who cares? It's just Vaughn on the field. Whatever. Same assignments. <laughs> and it's also kind of we shouldn't be talking about like defensive adjustments and like, oh, this guy should be playing better on defense where the offense should be scoring thirty five plus points every single game. Yes. Regardless. We're still putting too much on the defense. Correct. We're still offense needs to do its job. We're in the weeds. We're micromanaging, yeah, this entire team. But yeah, you're right. The offense should should do this. AJ Tharp also writes number two. Bills are now six and oh after that hit piece on McDermott. Uh Everyone should be thanking Tyler Dunn if the Bills win the Super Bowl this year. Like, that article might have come at the perfect time. We were all shitting on him. I wasn't because I like Tyler. I've talked to him on the podcast before. He seems like a genuinely nice person. I have no idea how he is professionally. Maybe he had some beef with the Buffalo Bills specifically or Sean McDermott or whatever. Maybe he did on purpose thinking that this would be the spark. He's like, you know what? If I put this out there, the Bills could go out the way. Yeah, yeah. It was the As fire that last desperation attempt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they're doing it. They need to. If that's the case, they need to give him a ring. If the Bills win a Super Bowl, they you know how they we said they can give rings to whoever they want. They need to give one to uh <laughs> to Ty Dunn. Oh, how can I get a ring? <laughs> you got to write a hit piece. <sighs> Sean McDermott saying that he likes terrorists. That sounds that's like all. too much effort. <laughs> yeah, never, you'd have to never mind. You'd have to accumulate a following, all that stuff. Blah blah blah. Um, number three, McDermott is working magic with backups on that defense. Give that man his flowers. Absolutely. Let's heal up and bring down Mahomes next week. Love that. Great tweet by AJ. Colby Pleasant says, I can play linebacker. <laughs> Are you probably injured though, Colby? So it wouldn't be much better. Just knowing that. All the all all the Bills linebackers and prospective linebackers are all injured. Andrew Ensing writes great clutch offense, but the injuries are going to hurt more than just this week. Yeah, it's like I said, it just takes a little bit of luster on this. <laughs> At Drunk Towns writes, I hope Taylor Swift gets diarrhea from bad ranch dressing next Sunday. <laughs> Blue cheese is way better. Oh, without a doubt. You know what I've been doing lately, John? You might appreciate this. You like spicy stuff. Is I've been adding. Uh, when I have stuff with blue cheese, whether it's chicken or something like that, I will add a little of this like sweet and spicy sauce from Aldi. It's like uh, it's like a Polynesian sauce or something. It's almost like sweet chili sauce, and it gives it like a little bit of some heat on it too. Um, instead of doing Frank's Red Hot, like normally I do, like chicken with like Frank's Red Hot and blue cheese. Now I do the the sweet. To sweet and spicy sauce. It's it's a good switch up. Hmm. Is it like like a sriracha type of thing or it's it looks it looks similar to a sriracha thing, except it's like it's it's hot, it's orange-ish in color, but it's got the sweet to it too. It's not like too sweet, it's just got like a hint of it. You know, it's more hot than sweet, but for some reason I like that combination of sweet and hot. It's like it's like my jam. What kind of jam do you like? <laughs> I'm a grape jam guy myself, but I, I I like it all. I can eat it all. What about you? 
I'm not sure. There's there's a lot of different kinds of jam that I like. Raspberry, strawberry, raspberry, yeah, or blackberry. Uh, I've never had blackberry jam. I don't think, dude. Put throw with peanut butter though. I'm sure. I'm sure it's good. I so only. What's, so what's the, the difference between jam, jelly, and preserves? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's save that for the next. <laughs> let's save that for the for the episode if they ever lose. <laughs> let's save it for the episode. I'm, I'm, trying, re- I'm trying really hard at a tangent. You're trying to get us back on. God, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> I I only Trey underscore TTV says, can the Bills win the Super Bowl without kicking? I don't know. We're gonna find out. Yes, they can. Yeah, absolutely. Josh Allen. Tyler Bass missed five field goals all season, and he missed two tonight. So not trending up. Unlike Von Miller, he's like the anti-Von Miller here. <laughs> he's trending down, but missing field goals, getting our punter injured. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not Tyler's fault, obviously. Louisiana Bills fan writes, injuries are going to be too much to overcome against KC. Psych, we got Josh freaking Allen, baby. Psych. I like that. There you, there you go. He had me in the first half. Not going to lie. Uh... Just keep winning, said any more injuries, and they're going to be looking for fans to play. Never mind, clear snow. <laughs> Original Hatriot says Dorian Williams steps up next week with a huge player to leaving the bill, leading the Bills to victory. Roll wave. Hashtag Tulane, hashtag roll wave. Yes, I love that. I love Dorian Williams. He was my he's one of my favorite draft picks this season. Just as far as like his upside and where he could eventually play after watching him play and following him in the pre-draft process. I like Dorian Williams. I'm a Dorian Williams fan. Mike Graham says, Josh Allen is him. Playoff Josh, baby. Let's go. Josh, playoff Josh is a different level, man. He used to be kind of mistake-ridden Josh and sugar-high Josh or YOLO Josh, but he's been playing He's been playing well. NBA Hoops Online writes, Bills are better because of struggles, but may have lost too much on the defensive end. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, luckily, this isn't the same Chiefs offense that we've seen you know in the past they're not unbeatable they're not i mean what they score against us 17 points right 20 to 17 we won so swank 24 7 buffalo fandemonium writes josh is poised and shakir is for real i love i love khalil shakir i've been high on him since the draft process too so i'm really excited to see what he does this postseason it was cool his mom tweeted online when he scored that touchdown she said that's my baby or something it was cute Crank Dak Killer, Crank Dak Killer says, impressive effort by the team, but I can't help feeling a little bittersweet after all these injuries. Yep. Crank Dak Killer. Yep. Me and me and you both. Crank Dak Killer, me and you are in the same, same level. We're feeling the same emotions, Crank Dak Killer. Uh Charles Byrne Go Bill says, Yes, we won, but this should have been more like 43 to 17. What is up with Bass? Yep, Mike. To your point, 4317. And to end this episode of Hot Takes, or this this um, segment of Hot Takes, brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago, it's Chad Labrie. Chad Labrie says, Allen was great today, and look, and look, no turnovers. Offense and defense were playing great. All right, that ends the Hot Takes segment. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to end the podcast fifth before we sign off? Should we have like a cold take segment too? Do you have a good cold take? I'd love I'm to just hear asking. one. <laughs> What's the difference between a cold take and a hot take for our listeners? I do like that account on Twitter, freezing cold takes, right? So I think it's when people say something that ends up being completely wrong. 
right? It ends up going from a hot take to being completely wrong into a freezing cold take, right? Well, hot takes are like, they could be, you could just make outrageous whatever, right? So we could anything could be a cold take based off of that. Well, exactly. That's when they actually get called out for making, or, like or, if. Or is a freezing cold take something that's like, oh, this is set in stone no matter what, and then it's wrong. Yeah, yes, agreed. Like, this is, like, the the Bills will not make the playoffs. Like, that would have been a freezing cold take because looking back at it from, like, week 12, if you're like, the Bills are not making the playoffs. Like, that's that ended up being a freezing cold take, right? Yes. If someone, it's usually someone important, not us, someone important seeing it, yeah. I think. Yeah, we shouldn't do the freezing cold take. No, no, we don't want to. We don't want to call ourselves out for the stupid crap that we say <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> like John, you saying that the Bills wouldn't make the playoffs? They won't win another game. They're going to go nine and eight. No, I said, said undefeated season at the beginning. So, of the year. speaking of freezing cold takes, John said, "Okay, maybe one more game this season, nine and eight. There you go." <laughs> so, um, I don't we, know. not that I'm keeping track or anything. I just, you know. Re-listen to these podcasts, so I heard it a couple times. But um, Mike, anything else you want to add before we close this one out? No, it's great, great game. Uh, looking forward to next week. Very cool. Well, thank you guys all for listening. Again, this episode is brought to you by the Twin Spire Sportsbook at Delago at the Delago Resort and Casino. Um, this was really fun talking about this win. Obviously, like I said, a little bit of shine, a little bit of luster, a little bit of glitter and glamour taken off of this from the injuries, but we will be getting some of these guys. We should be getting back some of these other guys back this week that weren't there. So hopefully that'll make up for it. Again, luckily, I mean, Bean has just put together such a deep roster that – we might be able to weather this storm at least for the next week until we play either the Ravens or Houston Texans. We'll see. I'm not taking anything for granted. Going to enjoy this ride all the way through. So signing off for John. Let's go, Bill. Super Bowl. Enjoy this week. Enjoy the next week. Enjoy the week after that. And enjoy the Super Bowl win. I love you. <laughs> for, for Mike? You guys know what the line is for next week? <laughs> Bill's by a billion. <laughs> that was my guess. Um, I'm going to go a billion minus one. Hold on. I'm I'm going to pick it up. Do you guys want it? I'm looking at it. Oh, okay. Oh, I just found it. Oh. Uh, John, swan. what do you think it is? You saw me to get Bills by two and a half. You're dead on. <laughs> you're like, All right. You're dead nuts on. John, you should be a handicapper. I don't understand how you – I don't know if that mo- that job makes any money. Probably not, but <laughs> – I think mostly break even. Who's favored over the Ravens and the Texans? Between the Ravens and the Texans. Ravens and Texans. I would think the Ravens are favored. They are at home. I might put some money on the money line for the Texans. That might be a good bet. Like this Texans team might be decent. Are you, you want us to guess or? Yes. Yes. Sorry. Is Mike already looking at it? I, I don't know. I moved on with my life. I read it <laughs> three minutes ago when we started talking. Oh, about okay. It. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Me too. Me too. Totally. The Ravens are favored by. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Oh, okay. oh, you already said. All right, nine something. All right. I already heard you say it. I just started nine, and then I. Is it, nine it's nine either nine or nine and a half. <laughs> well, which one is it? I know it's nine. It's nine and a half points as of now. I might put some money on the the Texans money line just to just to see. I can see that one going. Yeah, just to see. All right, go Bills. <laughs> and for me, Nate, go Bills. The Chiefs are going down, Taylor. They're going down. And we'll talk to you guys again next week.
for listening to the circling the wagons podcast download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service email us at ctwpod at gmail.com that's charlie tango whiskey pod at gmail.com follow us on facebook and twitter at ctwpod and most importantly go bills nobody circles the wagons like the buffalo bills Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. Um, well, listen, I give, give, the whole show is called Circling the Wagons. Say no more. I love it. <laughs>
Wait, I don't understand. What do you think I want, and what is your idea? (laughs) (laughs) I just laughed along with it because it was funny, but yeah, that's a good question. (laughs) So I'm proposing, just like Nate gets a sponsor for the show, I'm suggesting he get a sponsor for me individually. So same concept. Just more of the benefit would accrue to me. Only, right? only you. It sounds like it doesn't sound like you give a shit about us. Wait, so to, to recap, Nate gets a sponsor for the show, and then you said Nate also gets a sponsor for you? For well, it's like, mine. I didn't think you really got it. You're like, oh, why don't we just fake it? Like, I want to do it for real. <laughs> no, but he's like, no, I really want it. No, I understand. What <laughs> you selfish bastard. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> You want you want more for you and less for us. I get it. No, it's not zero sum. It's not less for you. Mike's like, I get paid ten dollars each match. I'm like, ten dollars less. I'm going to pay you. The part where I got hung up on was Nate was getting a sponsor for you individually, as opposed to you getting a sponsor for you individually. <laughs> Mike just starts. Well, if reading. if you come across somebody that's not looking to sponsor a show, only wants to sponsor somebody on a show. 